0: Coming up on We Talk News this week, more industry reaction on the HHS recommendation to move cannabis to Schedule 3. 14 Republican lawmakers are already telling the DEA to keep cannabis at Schedule 1 plus new york opens its cannabis market to the msos california approves cannabis cafes as an addition onto existing dispensaries and the cherokee nation in north carolina votes to allow adult use sales despite rejections by their state legislators and high times sells its brand to lucy scientific for licensing and help paying off their debt plus golf music and business come together in the bay state for the second annual thc open all that and coast to coast cannabis news on weed talk news with elena pinto next
1: we are pro cannabis media
2: Welcome to Weed Talk News. I'm Elena Pinto. A lot has happened since our last show two weeks ago, and the biggest story continues to be industry reaction to the Health and Human Services recommendation to the DEA to move cannabis off Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, even though most in the industry would like to see cannabis completely descheduled. The political climate in Washington, D.C. will probably not let that happen. So a move to Schedule 3 will help the industry with easing some of the financial constraints they have faced while the plant continues to be listed as an illegal substance at the federal level. The biggest change would be that a Schedule 3 listing would get rid of the controversial 280E clause that would allow businesses to write off regular business expenses that every other business allows. At the Northeast Regional Cannabis Symposium held in Worcester, Massachusetts at the end of August, PCM founder Jimmy Young caught up with the chief science officer of Pro Verde Labs, Chris Hudala.
3: I think it's terrifying. As a Schedule I drug, there's no federal pathway forward for marijuana. And they have chosen at the federal level to allow the states to operate under a state-by-state regulated program. It's still federally illegal. As a Schedule 3 drug, there is a federal regulated pathway available, which I would assume everybody would have to comply with. Complying with a Schedule 3 drug is very difficult, and it opens the doors primarily to small pharmaceutical companies. It would most likely shut down the ability to home grow uh the existing market would change dramatically as we see it today. It would require a prescription to get that drug, that schedule three drug. And so the uncertainty with a schedule three drug for me is is very concerning for this industry. It should be descheduled, maybe treated more like alcohol.
0: Schedule three turns cannabis into more of a drug than a natural plant that can be grown for home defeats the purpose that God put it on its earth on this earth for
3: it's very confusing what that means because schedule 3 would put everything in the regulatory body in the hands of the FDA the FDA does not deal with botanical substances they deal with pure compounds which cannabis is not for the most part most people are consuming cannabis as a plant, as an extract, as a formulated product, which is a very complex mixture, which would be very difficult to regulate as a Schedule Three drug. As a Schedule Three drug, that would most likely dictate the isolation of pure cannabinoids and reformulation. So you would have a THC capsule that was 10 milligrams. The entourage effect is going to be gone.
2: That entourage effect, in simple terms, is the interaction between the cannabinoids in the plant flower, like CBD, THC, CBN, and CBG. THC is the cannabinoid that makes you high, but it's the interaction of THC with the other minor cannabinoids that really dictates the power of the medicinal effect in cannabis. The next step will be the DEA's review of the HHS recommendation before you will see any further reform at the federal level. Our man in D.C. is Andrew Behringer, and he has reaction from Capitol Hill.
4: The Biden administration could soon overhaul federal cannabis policy in a major way. The Department of Health and Human Services has reportedly recommended reclassifying cannabis from a Schedule I drug to a Schedule Three under the Controlled Substances Act. Now, if adopted, analysis say this move is very likely and would mark the most significant change to federal cannabis law in over 40 years. Rescheduling would have broad implications on everything from taxes to gun rights for medical cannabis patients. Right now, the federal government classifies cannabis as a highly dangerous drug with no medical benefit, alongside heroin and LSD. But recategorizing it as a Schedule 3 would recognize cannabis, has medical uses, and a moderate risk of dependence, the same as medications like Tylenol with codeine. Now, experts say rescheduling would open the door to more research on medical cannabis and make it legally available for prescription for the first time under federal law. It would also allow cannabis businesses to deduct expenses from their taxes. Now, on the other hand, some activists argue this move favors major pharmaceutical companies over small businesses and racial equity efforts. They say it fails to fully address the clash between state and federal cannabis policies, but most agree the shakeup signals a major shift in attitudes on cannabis at the highest level of the federal government. Now, the DEA still has the final say, but usually follows HHS guidance on drug rescheduling. All eyes are on the agency as it weighs this historic decision, and we will continue tracking this developing story that could reshape American cannabis policy as more details emerge well that will do it for me in the DC area report for this week once again I am Andrew Barringer reporting for we talk news
2: a few weeks ago we reported on a recall of over 65,000 products in Missouri and now we are finding out why Many of those products were made with hemp-derived pre-rolls, but being sold as Delta 9 THC. California continues to be the number one largest market for cannabis sales in the U.S., and soon you will be able to buy legal cannabis at a California dispensary and then step into a cannabis cafe to enjoy your product. A bill opening that up is headed to Governor Newsom's office, and LaVanna Vasso has more from the Golden State.
5: I'm Lavana Vassa from the Bay Sesh, reporting for PCM with this week's California report for Weed Talk News. It's looking like California is about to get super fun upgrades somewhere to legally smoke and chill cannabis cafes. Assembly Bill 374 will allow dispensaries to have lounges, serve food and drinks, and finally allow on-site consumption. The bill received generous bipartisan support and is now just waiting for California's Governor Gavin Newsom to sign off, which he is expected to do. This news came at almost the same time that the DCC announced that it's expanding eligibility and increasing award amounts for local jurisdictions to get funding from the department to create and expand licensing programs which facilitate willing participating municipalities in getting access to cannabis to many californians who still don't have it in any convenient way in other news a grass valley woman was pulled over with 1400 pounds of cannabis which was she was given a citation with a misdemeanor is this the end of prohibition i for one hope so she was arrested but released I will be following this case, or lack thereof, as it unfolds. Finally, CannaFest held its inaugural event last weekend in Humboldt County, incorporating cannabis culture, music, art, and industry. The event gathered around 4,000 people, and many of my friends and family from the community reported they had a great time. Sounds like an awesome event you won't want to miss next year. That's this week's California Cannabis Report. I'm Lavana Vassa from PCM, reporting for Weed Talk News.
2: The New York market continues to evolve slowly, but now it looks like licenses will be made available to multi-state operators who want to take advantage of the expected size of the empire state market. Our New York reporter, Pam Schmiel, has more.
6: I'm Pam Schmiel with the New York Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. The New York cannabis industry is about to implode and it hasn't even taken off yet. Things have gotten so bad in New York that one farmer claims her friends have her on suicide watch while another farmer had to sell their tractor to make their bills. All this while New York's Office of Cannabis Management struggles to roll out the cannabis industry. And to make matters worse, MSOs operating medical dispensaries will be able to flip to recreational at the end of the year. But more frightening is the fact that they are vertically integrated, while mom and pop entrepreneurs are not allowed to operate vertical businesses. And remember a few months ago when the Office of Cannabis Management admitted there were about 1,500 illegal storefronts operating in New York City? Well, now they claim there are 8,000. That's this week's New York Cannabis Report. I'm Pam Schmiel for Weed Talk News. Another farmer had to sell their tractor to make their bills. All this while New York's Office of Cannabis Management struggles to roll out the cannabis industry. And to make matters worse, MSOs operating medical dispensaries will be able to flip to recreational at the end of the year. But more frightening is the fact that they are vertically integrated while mom and pop entrepreneurs are not allowed to operate vertical businesses. And remember a few months ago when the Office of Cannabis Management admitted there were about 1,500 illegal storefronts operating in New York City? Well, now they claim there are 8,000. That's this week's New York Cannabis Report. I'm Pam Schmiel for Weed Talk News.
2: The month of August saw new sales records in New Mexico, Maine, Maryland, and Montana. In Connecticut another newcomer to the adult use they are already down to just one testing lab for that state so here's Angie Seifert with more from the nutmeg state
7: I'm Angie Seifert from skip intro advisors with the Connecticut cannabis report for weed talk news one of the two testing labs in Connecticut has closed Alta Psi labs based in New Britain closed only two months after Connecticut's adult use market opened yet it is not known why there has been this closure. And that leaves a single laboratory, Rocky Hill-based Northeast Laboratories, to test samples of every cannabis product sold in the state. Advocates, however, have raised some concerns over the capacity and product quality as more growers and more retailers open up shop. So really, the state's entire cannabis industry now hinges on a single testing lab. Now get this. The state agreed that AltaSci's request in 2020 to raise allowable yeast and mold levels in cannabis sold in Connecticut. The state agreed to raise the total passing level of yeast and mold from 10,000 colony forming units per gram to 1 million per gram for the lab. Now I'm curious not only about size closure, but what us in Connecticut are consuming. Next, the State Department of Consumer Protection announced Monday that adult use cannabis sales in August exceeded 14 million, up a bit less than 1 million since July. In total, combined data shows sales of both adult use and medical cannabis hit nearly 25 million in August, Medical cannabis sales increased as well since July, but it was far more modest increase from 10.6 million to 10.93 million in August. Despite Connecticut's increase in sales, cannabis sales in many other 2023 launch states continue to far outseed those here. For example, regulators in Maryland reported more than 44.7 million in July cannabis sales, about 1.4 million a day. I'm Angie Seifert from Skip Intro Advisors with the Connecticut Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News.
2: North Carolina still has some of the most strict cannabis laws in the country, and efforts to change that are stalled after the Republican-controlled state legislature blocked any movement toward a medical program being introduced. Well, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians in that state voted this week to legalize the sale of cannabis to adults over 21 in the state. The ECBI has 57,000 acres of land inside North Carolina. And in Arizona, Tilt Holdings has pulled the funding for the Long Island, New York-based Shinnecock Nation, and Karen Black has more from Arizona.
8: I'm Karen Black from Greenfinger Consulting with the Arizona Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. As New Yorkers left the Hamptons after Labor Day, so did Phoenix-based Tilt Holdings. On September 5th, the company announced that it sold Standard Farms to Power Fund Partners for $1.4 million, ending its two-year-old partnership with Long Island's Shinnecock Nation. Officials from Mesa, Arizona, have picked a fight with local cannabis companies over zoning. Proposed amendments to Ordinance 5803 would push pot businesses into five industrial regions buffered from commercial and residential areas. The city claims the changes include incentives for the 17 existing marijuana facilities to move, but some business owners and industry advocates disagree, claiming there are no incentives and the proposed changes would be restrictive and contrary to public good. One CEO even went so far as to state the sole purpose of the changes is to cover up past zoning mistakes by city staff. The issue is slated for a vote on November 6th. Arizona broadcasters are high on the possibility of advertising cannabis. The Arizona Media Association has joined the Biden administration's effort to reschedule marijuana, which would end the Federal Communication Commission's restrictions on publicizing the plant. The group is poised to promote smart and educational marijuana-related advertising and bring in much-needed revenue for the state's local television and radio stations. Apparently, Arizonans are toking by the tons. The city of Phoenix was ranked number five by Insider Monkey for total weed consumption, with Phoenicians having consumed 11.4 metric tons in 2023. So far. I'm Karen Black from Greenfinger Consulting with the Arizona Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News.
7: The state of
2: Illinois held its first ever open consumption event this past weekend with an outdoor concert at the Rise Dispensary in Mundeline. It's called The Miracle at Mundeline. The two day event it was an outdoor concert and attracted crowds. They just wanted to hang out, get high, and of course, enjoy some music too. But there was a good cultural mix with some hip hop, reggae, funk, and it featured Stephen Marley and hip hop masters Cypress Hill. Hey,
9: everybody, it's Tom from Cannabis Legalization News here with the Illinois update. Uh, Illinois had its first historic concert, the Miracle in Mundelein. It's near the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. They had a two-day event where cannabis consumption was allowed. There were jam bands, people had fun. And as far as I've heard, nobody got hurt. So hopefully there'll be more of those. And we have the August numbers from Illinois. Sales continued to grow. It was the highest amount of sales for in-state residents in the entire year with almost 105 million in sales and another 34 and change in sales to out-of-state residents, maybe some of those Wisconsiners coming down to the Miracle and Mundelein made a dent on that. There was a total of $139,224,000 of cannabis sold in Illinois spread amongst only 136 dispensaries. More dispensaries are opening all the time. Uh, We hope to get one open in 2024, and you can tune in to our podcast for more on that. I'm Thomas Iron from Cannabis Legalization News, reporting from Weed Talk News.
2: With the announcement about Health and Human Services' recommendation to reschedule cannabis to Schedule 3, the publicly traded stocks in the cannabis space exploded. On top of that, Lucy Scientific agreed to acquire the branding rights to High Times, and that stock was on the move, too. Our stock guru is Doug Miller, and he has more in his High on Wall Street report.
10: I'm Doug Miller from High on Wall Street with this week's cannabis stock report for Weed Talk News. In New Jersey, cannabis news, infused drinks... Baked goods and other familiar THC edibles apparently are finally on their way to the state. State cannabis regulators took the first steps towards dismantling New Jersey's unique ban on edible products resembling food. So we shall see how this one goes. And Lucy Scientific acquired Blue Sky Wellness for an all stock deal blue sky reported online sales of over 20 million dollars for the last two years this will help lucy scientific boost their revenue streams as they've recently acquired high times so let's look at the stock chart it's trading around 64 cents and it recently popped out of the basement but i'm not sure how fast this is going to run up All the cannabis stocks have been running for the last few weeks with that big news that the DEA should reschedule cannabis. So most of them are at the top and are going to start creeping back down, but that doesn't mean they're going to pop back up. And that's this week's Cannabis Stock Report reporting for Weed Talk News. I'm Doug Miller.
2: In Michigan, a dispensary owner was found guilty of evading over $1 million in taxes in federal court. Ryan Richmond, the owner of Relief Choices in Warren, Michigan, used the cash generated by his dispensary to hide gross profits between the years of 2011 and 2014. He also redirected credit card payments through a third party to hide gross revenues. Now he will be sentenced on December 13th and faces five years in jail for each count of tax evasion, three years for obstructing the IRS, and one year of failing to file a tax return.
0: What about the kids? Isn't it a gateway drug? This is your brain on drugs. These are just some of the excuses prohibitionists made to any subject related to cannabis. Now that half of the adults in the U.S. has tried cannabis and more than half have access to legal weed, how are we ever going to educate the public about the benefits of this plant medicine? It's called normalization, not legalization. Hi, I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media and a former Emmy Award winning sports talk show host from New England. I've been an adjunct instructor in Massachusetts area colleges for over a decade and I'm so excited to tell you about a course I am teaching online through Stockton University's Office of Continuing Studies and Adult Education. Anyone in this exciting new industry knows that combating the misinformation and propaganda about cannabis is a battle we face every day. My course, Getting to Normalization, Changing the Stigma of Cannabis Through Public Relations, will give you more tools that will differentiate you from others who are looking to get into the industry. You will grow your knowledge and ability to counter the myths and stereotypes that has plagued this plant since 1937. We'll go through the history of the plant, write press releases and have marketing challenges, and of course, build your confidence to speak in public. For instance, did you know that medical doctors who have graduated from the oldest medical schools in our country, UPenn, Harvard, and Columbia, wrote five million prescriptions for cannabis between 1900 and 1910? Now, I wasn't around then, but I am now, and I hope you'll register for this course soon.
2: Back here in the Bay state of Massachusetts, if the hurricane allows it, the Freedom Rally takes place on the Boston Common on Saturday, September 16th. For many years, this rally served as an act of civil disobedience while celebrating cannabis advocacy. And now that the legal adult use market has opened and is thriving, the Freedom Rally has continued to celebrate cannabis culture and will again this weekend in Boston now there was another event in central mass this week that is fast becoming a new tradition of its own the second annual thc open at the highlands golf course in grafton featured music food networking and of course golf for charity and pcm founder jimmy young was there and has that story in his bay state cannabis report sponsored by cna stores
0: Quay, quay, oh. the aptly named highfields golf club in grafton played host to the second annual thc golf open last week that's t as in T E E as in golf key get it anyway this private event was the brainchild of seth werby from cannabis creative group and ann brum from a joint venture consulting. how did you get this thing to grow as big as it is now
1: uh, Jimmy, it's just word of mouth. Uh, we had a great time last year. Uh, dream came alive to bring people together. We had about 200 people, about 100 golfers this year we're at 132 golfers and' from about 500 people in the property with a full stage 13 person band coming later tonight and just a ton of activities. people word of mouth. Everybody wanted to come back and bring their friends and it's all just good networking and businesses meeting other businesses.
0: Combining cannabis with business networking, vendor booths, music, and food is a combination that attracted dozens of supporting sponsors and 36 foursomes to raise money and awareness for the New Leash on Life Pet Adoption Group. Is cannabis a performance-enhancing plant or not?
1: So you interviewed me last Friday on your show, and you asked me the exact same question, and I, men- I mentioned I got a hole-in-one recently. Not that I have to throw that out there again, that I got, I got that Were first. that are under the influence? I had smoked a few joints on the way uh, and uh, at the course, um, but, yeah, yeah, I would say I hadn't in the last hour or two prior, but, you know, 131 yards right into the hole, um, it was it was pretty, uh, pretty great feeling, I'm not going to lie, Jimmy.
0: I, I, I'm very jealous, Seth, very jealous. That's the Bay State Cannabis Report for this week. I'm Jimmy Young for We Talk News. The Massachusetts Cannabis Report on Talk News is sponsored by CNA Stores, with two locations of their veteran-owned and family-operated dispensaries in Amesbury and Haverhill, dedicated to the community north of Boston, providing consumers with the widest selection of products in the state.
2: No European report this week from Lex Pelger, who is on assignment at a trade show in Germany. But in Italy, they are going backwards for any kind of reform. In fact, that country is now naming CBD as a narcotic. It was just three years ago when Italy was allowing hemp and the CBD industry to be sold. Now it's back to square one in that country. Pennsylvania continues to advocate for adult use of cannabis to go along with its fledgling medical market. Now guess what city is named one of the biggest consumers of cannabis? If you guessed Philadelphia, you go to the head of the class. That's where you will find Claudia Post with our weekly look at cannabis in the Keystone State.
11: I'm Claudia Post from Scarlet Express and I'm here in the Keystone State, Pennsylvania reporting for Weed Talk News. The recreational weed still isn't legal in Pennsylvania. That hasn't stopped Philadelphia from becoming the largest cannabis consuming cities in the world. Philadelphians are consuming an average of more than 23,000 pounds of marijuana a year, which makes Philly the highest of 140 surveyed cities. The study also found that Philadelphians are paying some of the highest prices in the US for cannabis, which is surprising. Uh, Weed here in Philadelphia costs $11.30 per gram, the 10th most expensive in the country. Philadelphia will most likely rank even higher in the future due to the bipartisan bill that was introduced for legalization, for rec, and for home growth. So you have sore feet. That's good for you. You can get marijuana, perhaps. Podiatrists may soon recommend medical marijuana in Pennsylvania, or marijuana, actually, in Pennsylvania. That is, if the, if the legislature takes the advice of the state advisory panel, the Medical Marijuana Advisory Board voted this week in favor of recommending podiatrists to the list of more than 18 Hundred medical providers. Supporters say podiatry patients live with neuropathy and intractable pain. Two of the 24 conditions that are legal for cannabis here in Pennsylvania. And we all remember Alan Iverson who's coming back to Philadelphia. This time, he's bringing his own weed. That's courtesy of a partnership with player Ar- Al Harrington's cannabis brand Voila, which will soon debut in Pennsylvania. The menu includes Iverson's 01, the name reference Iverson's MVP season, season, Sorry, and incidentally, the last time the Sixers reached the NBA Finals. That's a wrap in Pennsylvania. I'm Claudia Post for Scarlet Express, and I'll be back next week to talk about what's hot and what's not. Have a fabulous week.
2: In Vermont, the Cannabis Control Board calls the shots on regulations and violations, but who is going to hold that group group accountable for any errors they make? For instance, this past week, the Bureau sent out an email to licensees about incomplete product registrations. This communication error was discovered when some licensees got approval for products they had not submitted. Jesse Lindolin has our Vermont Report, sponsored by Cannatrol. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News,
12: Vermont Report. This weekend is packed full of fun and music for the Vermont community. Lamoille Connect presents a celebration of cannabis culture in Northern Vermont, hosting Keep On Growing, a fusion of Pink Floyd, Talking Heads, and Fish on Saturday the 16th in Belvedere. Higher Calling, two days of music and camping in Cabot, Vermont is being hosted by Cannabis Retailers of Vermont with a portion of profits going to help cannabis businesses affected by the July flooding. The Green Mountain Patients Alliance, a nonprofit group advocating for an affordable and accessible medicine, is hosting a virtual community discussion on Friday, September 14th, to discuss August Cannabis Control Board's Medical Stakeholder Committee and Roundtable meeting as the second of four planned meetings is scheduled for the end of September. Cannabis adult use businesses, patients, and caregivers are invited to attend and encouraged to join grassroots advocates working towards much-needed improvements in the medical program and for patient support statewide. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan.
0: We've got breaking news for weed lovers everywhere and specifically for the superstars of the cannabis world, the growers. Two meat and cheese experts in Vermont have revolutionized the dry and curing process of harvesting flower. Remember, this is a living plant and part of the process once you harvest the plant, you have to invert it and dry it. So all those magical cannabinoids can reach their maximum potency in the buds of this flower. Now back to Vermont and Cannatrol. That's where David and Jane Sandelman have been curing and drying meats and cheeses for years. Now they're applying their years of experience to the cannabis space and they are
13: blowing up the market. So we turned the whole thing upside down. We created the perfect environment. You put the flour in and then it dries to the perfect moisture content. And now it's curing you don't have to move it out of the space you don't have to guess when it's ready or not and it just comes out amazing sticky bud and we said will this work for cannabis so we built a small unit which is now our home unit when did you do this Uh, the small unit probably about three years ago was the first prototype and we gave it to a grower and he said this is the most amazing flower i've ever produced and then we thought we were on to something, and we made a couple more, and now there are thousands of them out there, and people love it. We then scaled it back up to large commercial size, like a cheese aging room, but now these are rooms for drying flour, where people are doing 1,000, 1,500 pounds at a time into rooms. We have places with multiple rooms, big, big grow operations, and they're producing some of the finest flour the industry has seen do you enjoy being in the cannabis space now oh it's great you know five years ago if i told you told me i was standing at a weed show i'd go you're crazy and here we are you know at a cannabis weed show no david you're not crazy you're ingenious
0: to apply your craft to a new industry at just the right time if you want to find out more about canatrol and this revolutionary process for drying and curing so you get the most out of your plant harvest contact them at info at canatrols
2: And finally tonight, there are two brands that need no introduction to cannabis consumers. One is High Times and the other is Cheech and Chong. And now you can add the legendary rock band, The Grateful Dead, to that list. After all, The Dead was one of the first groups to recognize the term 420 and publicize it enough that it has become an unofficial holiday. April 20th. Traditionally, it's one of the biggest sale days every year in the industry with parties and events scattered across the legal landscape. And now device maker Grenco Science is collaborating with the dead for promotion of their G-Pen vaporizers and student glass gravity infusers. Both will be released in just a few weeks and will feature some of the most recognizable imagery from the band. It sounds like tie-dye to me. Now, the already existing strain of Garcia Select Flower can be consumed in these new devices. And here's something the CEO of Grand Coast Science, Chris Volkert, said. It's his quote about why his company got involved with the dead. Here it is. The Grateful Dead's music has transcended generations and has touched so many lives, including mine, unquote. Once again, science and cannabis are evolving and leading the way to acceptance and normalization. What a long, strange trip it's been, huh? Yes. Well, that's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Elena Pinto. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly.
9: these
13: and yes I'm pitching to you. That's
0: Steve Levine the inventor and principal behind the One Hit Wanda and this little efficient device is getting rave
8: reviews.
0: And there's more uses than just a One Hit Wonder.
8: The One Hit Wonder. you get a 50 milligram hit.
0: So if you used a One Hitter or dugout before you know the challenges Steve's One Hit Wanda is easy to clean use and enjoy.
9: Standard One Hitters do not work we're afraid to inhale The One-Hit Wanda
13: has a built-in ash catcher. So inhale like it's your last breath. Suck the ash right through. Get it
0: at OneHitWanda.com